Welcome to Optimize Your Body. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Um, I'm here with my buddy, Mr. Andrew Bond. Once again, he's out in New York City in the lovely, cold, bitter uh, American winter. How are you doing over there, my man? Pretty good, mate. It was actually um, in the 80s last night, and now it's gone back to cold, bitter, terrible, windy, rainy weather. So they're teasing us a little bit with this uh, short change in the weather. Oh, lovely jubbly. Uh, it's still nice and warm over here in Sydney, mate. Sorry to rub it in, but uh, it's all right, mate. It's beautiful. 25 degrees, just perfect, man. So uh, rub a little bit of salt into your wounds there, mate. I saw you doing a photo shoot. Yeah, by the way, as most of you know, um, Andrew's Andrew's uh, a model, and he's signed with Wilhelmina now, a really big agency out there, and he was doing a photo shoot in the sun, in the, in the bloody snow, when he was like minus 10 or something, and what's the matter with you, mate? I got randomly uh, approached by a photographer, um, Stefan, who, whom I know I've done a shoot with before. He just said, do you fancy doing a shoot in the snow? And I thought, yeah, bugger it, we'll give it a go. I probably lasted about two minutes out there. And that's as far as we got. We got one good shot in, but it didn't quite go to plan. So uh, something I wouldn't be uh, advising anyone else to do. They want to maybe go for that. But it was definitely a good shoot. It was uh, we got one decent picture and a lot of likes. So uh, happy days, mate. It's all about the likes. It was it was worth getting hyperthermia then uh, after all that. That's it, mate. Putting those putting those, putting those cold showers to the test, mate, isn't it? Oh yes, doesn't, still doesn't... doing them, mate, for the winter. That's been a struggle, though. It's been very cold on occasions, mate. It's uh, better as weather with the pipes freezing and things like that it's a big test for me in the mornings I know that I bet it is mate because when you get out of that shower then it's like uh, here in Australia now I'm like oh yeah this is easy because uh, I never have warm showers anymore you know always cold showers wakes me up makes me feel alert and it's definitely done something to my health because uh, I do feel I do feel a lot better physically and yeah. mentally really since doing them for the last say f- I don't know five or six months but um, yeah man here is fine because it's warm jump in the shower and like in the morning is quite tough or like you know four in the morning before clients um, yeah. but the other day I was thinking if I was back in the UK I don't think it'd be as easy man you know what I mean no, it's, it's a big struggle it's, uh, it depends what day it is like sometimes you feel like it's warm outside and the shower will be freezing cold so it's, it's, it's a bit of a shock to the system but I try and get a minute under there if I can mm. at least so I do a little bit of warm first then a minute cold um, and I just sit through it. I count, I count the seconds down, and I just, I just push myself through it. But um, it's definitely chilly. All good. How's it going with clients and stuff lately, then, uh, Drew? In terms of your uh, personal training clients, are they getting good results? Um, I just wanted to relate to the listeners how you know how how um, we we try and apply what we know nutrition wise with some of our clients. Um, I mean, ha- do many of yours kind of uh, are they are they coherent with it? Do they actually stick to what you tell them nutrition wise? I mean, what's your success rate like, mate? It's it's mixed. Like you know, as you know, personal training doesn't have a huge success rate. Um, there's people who have lost weight and then they put it back on. So we're kind of working and to establish um, different goals at the moment. But there's there's definitely people there who are. Um, they're coming from the perspective that they've been kind of drilled by their old personal trainers. They've been um, hit hard each session. They've come along with injuries. They kind of feel that that's the way they need to train all the time, like high intensity. You have to hurt for days after your workout. And then me trying to change their mentality is one of the biggest things and bigger challenges, challenges that I have with my clients. But when you eventually do get through to them, it may take a little while. They start seeing those results long term and then, you know, they're, they're so happy with the process, um, happy with the results and it's much easier for them to take the weight off, you know, and keep the weight off long term. So That's exactly right, yeah. I, I get the same thing. So, um, you know, because I know that's the, that's the battle really. It's, it's outside of the gym, isn't it? Obviously, you, yeah. you know, you can't really, you would never want to control some, but you can't really control what they're doing outside the gym and, mm-hmm. 
you know, it's, it's it's a bit of a battle when it comes to being consistent with just making, you know, making the right choices in terms of eating healthy. Because here in Australia, um, as you know, you lived here yourself before. The social scene is very big. It's very, yeah. um, you know, on the when it comes to socialising, eating out, drinking, uh, it's a big part of the culture. So, um, and obviously yeah. with the weather as well. I find a lot of a lot of my clients here just battle on the weekends where you know they a lot of them can keep it tight in the week and they you know they're just making healthier choices getting enough sleep and then when it gets to the weekend it sometimes goes tits up you know and, and the same goes for myself really you know so it's just that consistency in the end and um what, what i found is success like i said um in the last in the last uh, podcast and uh, i've said it a few times the ones who track consistently um and what i tend to do now is i keep an eye on them um, on because obviously on my fitness party you can um, you can change the diary sentence you can see what they're actually eating not to the point yeah. where I'm like stalking them but it's just so I can I can keep in touch with them and see what numbers they're hitting and stuff and I find they get hot ones is it yeah that's exactly right mate <laughs> now I get a much better success rate though with, when it comes to people tracking um, uh, you know consistently with that uh, you know even if they have like a poor weekend they'll they'll keep track of it and then what I find then is that they they're, they're getting better results because they know like say for example they have a they go well overboard on the weekends they know they can pull it back just by maybe um going a longer period without food on a monday maybe fasting in the morning um and then having a lower calorie day and they, they pull it back much faster so uh it helps a lot yeah. i think you're, talk, you're talking about the drink in there i think like um especially in the in this environment in america you're kind of overworked you know it's um different lifestyle to what you get in the uk and australia obviously with even with vacation or holiday time like you're very limited to the amount of time you get off. So their focus is work, work, work. So the biggest battle, I guess, is that they're highly stressed, they're highly strung, um, and they drink, obviously, some some people drink wine every night, you know, a lot of wine, and then their inhibition's lower. Mm, um, sure. And they're likely to make the wrong choices with their food, overconsume, or just overdo their calories from drinking as well. And that's kind of the biggest battle you have to come across, you know, so you're constantly kind of fighting with your clients in that way. That's exactly right, um, mate. And that's what I find as well. I find it's, it's the habits, you know, and um, I can I can refer this to myself as well when it comes to just creating creating good habits and being consistent yeah. with it. It's like you can easily pick up bad habits, which most of us have most likely picked up more bad habits than we have good over the years, you know, and it's just like you said then. People get into the habit of drinking, um, you know, every night, even if it's just one or two. But as you say, yeah. if you look at the long-term effects of that and, like, what it does to your mentality and, you know, just it's just creating those good habits and being consistent it's like, um, you know, Andrew and I right now are looking to focus more on, you know, building the building business and building more financial success in the future. So we're trying to be consistent with certain things now as well when it comes to just um, creating good habits. You know, for example, with me, I'm, I'm being uh, I'm trying to bang out one of these podcasts every week now and just uh, keeping the momentum with that. And it just it just applies to anything in life, really. You can relate it to health. It's just doing the simple things right, setting yourself goals, and um, and just just giving it your best shot, really, right, Drew? Yeah, exactly. And we and again, we're not um, we're not perfect all the time. We kind of drop in and out of these things as well. Like um, my focus at the moment is trying to stay off social media as much as I am. Um, I definitely feel that it can make you negative in some ways, especially Facebook where people are complaining all the time. So I'm trying to limit the time that I actually spend on social media. But I think it was a couple of days ago that I was looking to do a little bit of work for myself. So take notes, read up on some old coursework. And I just found that I just did update, updated a picture on Instagram and I was so distracted by it. I was just constantly, constantly checking it. And I just felt I had an unproductive day from that. So again, like I say, we're not perfect, but still trying, still trying to establish these good habits, 
it does hit us as well. So there are times where we slip up. I know we're running a podcast, but we can relate to the things you were going through as clients and, and as people who are going to the gym as well. That's exactly right, mate. And um, you know, I'll be I'll be straight. You know, when it comes to when it comes to keeping myself in shape and keeping myself healthy, that's you know that's my kind of forte. That's what I'm good at. That's what I've been doing for years. So that for me yeah. is just second nature now. The same as you, right. really. It's not something we really mm-hmm. think about anymore. Um, no. Whereas other people, you know, a lot of them tuning into this podcast, that could potentially be a weakness of theirs, and they're you know they're looking to create. Uh, health and you know a good physique to go with it but I really do struggle when it comes to really creating those bad those sorry the good habits um, and like social media like you said then like I, I set myself what I do on a Sunday is I, I try and put um, get my post ready for the week so it saves right. me because as you said it takes so much time and energy when you're putting this post That's up smart, exactly you're trying to you're trying to educate people you know so you're putting like quite a long uh, long caption and you know it's taking you a lot of time and energy and then as you say then um it's an addiction you know social media um is, is just more powerful than most drugs if you ask me and um yeah. and it's the way i look at it it's it's an experiment you know they really don't know the long-term effects and the damage this is doing to people uh, long term but yeah i'm I, Yoga, for example, my New Year's resolution was to do, um, sorry, not yoga, meditation. Yeah. Done it consistently for about three weeks. Once again, making excuses. My mum come over to visit, stopped doing yeah. it, and I've, I've, I've lost the pattern altogether now. And uh, it, it seems, other than, other than um, nutrition and training, everything else um, is still work in progress for me. And I'm talking about everything, you know, managing my time, yeah. having structure with things, just so, like you said, you're not getting sucked into social media, you know, because the average person spends two and a half hours minimum a day on social media alone, you know, and that's just bloody scrolling through other people's lives and, and actually wasting time, not doing anything productive on there. So we fall into that as well, don't we? And, and um, yeah. that's, that's what this podcast is going to be related to anyway. It's related to um, actually body image issues, um, yeah. You know, body dysmorphia, or for us guys, um, hopefully a lot of guys can relate to this. But it's actually a condition they've named now, and it's called bigorexia. Andrew yeah. and I battle with this big time because we are both mm-hmm. um, both skinny and quite quite skinny, slender kids. Almost <laughs> um, Speak speaking for myself. Am I okay then? Maybe maybe Andrew wasn't. I was speaking for myself. I was like a bloody string bean, mate. Um, I didn't actually know you back then, but um... <laughs> oh, so you're telling me, so you're telling me you've always been buff then, is end? Always buff, mate. Always ripped. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's just what's that? Great carbs. Great carbs. Fantastic. And uh, we'll we'll definitely come to that now because Andrew and I do have a complex when it comes to um, small car small calf syndrome. But um, I know a lot of people can relate to this, and some people might be thinking body image issues. I haven't got that. You know, that sounds a bit extreme. But believe it or not, most of us do have it, and it's completely normal. Um, mm. But it's just having the right drive, you know, for getting in shape, um, you know, improving, achieving optimal health, you know, building muscle, losing body fat, whatever your goals are, it's having the right reasons, the right drivers behind that. Because what I find is a lot of us are not happy with certain areas. Um, You know, we, we have a negative view of certain parts of our body. And we use that as a driver to get in shape and to um, achieve sustainable health. But you can take it from Andrew and I, um, the track record for myself when it comes to people coming to me saying, right, I want want this to look better, I want that to look better. Long term, I haven't got a great success rate. Uh, What about yourself, Ant? Same. I think think the biggest issue is that people are not generally happy when they reach those goals, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that's, That's the biggest problem you have. Um, you're, you're relying on looking at other people on social media, as we just discussed earlier. 
Um, and these guys are unachievable as well. These type of physiques sometimes can be unachievable. Um, a lot of the pictures these guys are taking on social media, they're taking them when they look their best. This is not what they look like all year round. Um, a lot of them may be using ergogenic aids or supplements that are illegal to get them there as well. I'm not saying they don't work hard. I'm going to take that away from them, but it's un unachievable for some of us. Some of them are genetic freaks. You know, um, like social media can be can give you kind of a small element of inspiration, but can leave a big element of uh, intimidation on yourselves as well. Because, um, quite frankly, it's, it's probably having a, a, a negative effect on most of us. Even myself, like I'm, like I said, I was I was scrolling through social media the other day. I'm following a lot of fitness guys. I'm following a lot of fitness models at the moment because I've been signed to a big agency, and quite frankly, it's probably not doing me a world of good because I'm finding that I'm comparing myself to others too much and we are all individuals so as an individual as an individual you've got to be yourself and be true to yourself and do what your your and, and follow your own strengths and be on your own journey and not follow others you know absolutely I can totally relate to that because uh, with myself now as I say I'm trying my aim is to build an online business uh, much like yourself I, I can't really see me doing personal training forever as much as I like it um, I've actually been doing it for over a decade now um, and I've yeah. you know it's been an amazing journey and I've trained I don't know nigh on a thousand people um, and it's been it's been fantastic but I can't see me doing it forever anyway um, my goal now is to try and build up an online business and and you know move with the times as far as um, you know um, reaching more people and on a digital level so I find that's where it's at now what I find myself doing is comparing myself I do occasionally prefer my, uh, compare myself to different physiques and stuff like that but now it's more a case of certain people I follow who are killing it. Um, they they built like a you know million million dollar business or whatever online. Uh, some some fitness gurus, and I find myself I'm, I'm and you know I, I get that voice in my head like, you know what are they doing different to me? Why can't I do that? You know and you know I really yeah. get I, I I'll do it I'll do it on a almost a daily basis and I'll go into a little negative pattern. I have to snap myself out of it. But that's what you need to really be um, aware of, folks. Is is social comparison. So, you know. They're not, they're not stupid the way they've built these uh, social media platforms. You know, it portrays a message of what attractiveness should be. So let's just look at body image issues, right, and how these social comparisons, you comparing yourself to other people, um, which, you know, most of us do on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, it's going to definitely not do you any favors mentally. And it's, if anything, it's just going to instill any kind of negative thoughts you have about your about your image or your physique or wherever that may be, it's just going to cement that in even more. So, like Andrew said, then it might be an idea to try and give yourself um, a strict kind of goal where you say, right, I'm only going to spend X amount of time on social media. Um, but yeah, I think it, it betrays the wrong message. As Andrew was saying as well, um, a lot of people use filters. Um, I've I've seen a lot of these fitness models in person, and, and trust me, you know, a lot of them don't look like what they look like on Instagram, you know what I mean? And that's not, um, you know, a lot of them have amazing physiques that look really good, but it, it portrays off, they, they, for example, some certain people look a lot healthier on their Instagram than when you see them in person. Um, you know, people might say, say the same about me, you know, because I was a bit of a sucker for filters, so uh, I still throw in a cheeky one here and there, and, you know, but uh, I, try, I try not to now, I try and keep it real. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, like, but again, a lot of our, a lot of our pictures, a lot of my pictures up there are um, pictures where I've been with a photographer, right? So I'm at my leanest. Um, uh, I've been dieting for a while. I'm, I'm as lean as possible. I'm ripped. 
Um, and I've got a professional photographer with me who knows, knows about lighting, creates good lighting, has light in there um, to make my physique look better. So also be aware of that. Like, you know, we're, we're not always looking as lean as we are, although we're pretty close to it, like more, a lot of us are. Mm. But be aware, some of us are taking professional pictures because this is what we want to do and we're chasing this dream of becoming a fitness model. So we're trying to build our portfolio. So just always be, always have that in the back of the mind that we don't always look this perfect, you know? So that's that's something you need to look out for. That's a great um, and, point. And, and let's look at, look at the success of some of these people. Like I know, I understand you had like uh, Jamie Alderton on the show recently. The guy is, is a machine when it comes to his business and he's highly successful. But a lot of these social media uh, gurus are kind of portraying a, f- a false image of how much money they have. Mm-hmm. No doubt some of them are probably still living at home with their mum. You know, they, they, they're promoting supplements. Like some of these supplement companies don't pay them anything. No, as exactly. you found out before. Oh, mate, there's very, very supplements. few. Oh, mate, there's very few people making money off slim, supplements. Slim yeah. to none at the moment. Like they're looking for people who, who have a decent following and they will give you probably a, a few free tubs of protein, pre-workouts, intra-workouts, etc. Each each month. They're not getting paid for that. They're then discounting clothes on there, which they're getting free clothing. They're not getting paid for clothing. Unless you're one of the top guys, you're winning Mr. Olympia or you're, you're winning certain shows. It's few and far between the amount of money these guys are getting. So sometimes let's not be fooled by the lifestyle they're leading. Also not be fooled by the way they look. The odd one or two looks like that all year round. You're, you're pretty close to it as well, mate. Pretty close to being as shredded as you, as you possibly can be. I stay pretty lean all year round. Um, but I'm not to the point where I'm absolutely sh- shredded to the bone that you might see him in some of my pictures as well. Absolutely, yeah. It's not real, is it? You know. So what a lot of these people see is, you know, we're looking. Uh, I've been there myself, where I was I was sponsored by a supplement company years back when, uh, you know, my knowledge just wasn't there, and uh, I was just I had different drivers behind me. My paradigm, as I've mentioned before everything I've evolved now and now I'm just a completely different person and uh, I can tell you myself it was the same for me I was um, pushing out these pictures you know or whatever sponsored by Cymax Nutrition but all I was getting was you know I was getting like 200 pounds worth of uh, free settlements from the month you know and in reality you know we're looking at these people and as Andrew said then it's portrayed like they're actually making a lot of money and they're really, really financially successful. They're living the dream. But let me tell you, you know, it's, it's really, most of the time, it's really not the case. And let's just look at perfection and the ego, for example, as I, as I mentioned on, a, uh, on, a, on another podcast. The ego, okay, so the, the inner us is striving for perfection. It's striving for everything, our physique, everything about us to be impeccable, right? Now, there is no such thing as perfect. Let me tell you that. I'll tell you that now. There's no such thing as perfect. And for me, you know, imperfection is perfection, if that makes sense. We all have flaws. We're all different. We all have weak areas. We all have strong areas, right? And we need to work on the, uh, you know, if you ask me, you need to find, you know, whatever you're good at, find out what that is and work your nuts off to get excellent at that, at whatever that skill is. Um, and that's all you can do is do your best. There is no such thing as, uh, you know, perfection. The ego is based on, you know, our self-esteem, our self-worth. And it's completely normal to have that voice in your head, which is telling you to strive for perfection. Like this, this physique you might have in your head, you know, like this, this kind of illusion. Because that's what it is, folks. I'll tell you that for nothing. It's, it's a bit of an illusion. You'll, 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 you, again, naturally, even if it's subconsciously, you're going to be comparing yourself to some of these people you've saw on social media, fitness models or wherever it is 
you know, these uh, insta-famous people who look great. And even subconsciously, you're going to be, um, you're going to be comparing yourself to these people and you're going to be striving for an image which, you know, even if it is, even if it is um, realistic for you to reach this image you have in your head, maybe you have killer genetics, just like this Instagram model you're following, uh, you're an anomaly and you've been training for years and you get super lean and you've got an amazing physique, everyone's looking at you like, wow, you look great, but you still are not going to be satisfied. I can tell you that for nothing. And because Andrew and I have shifted our paradigm, now, again, without, without trying to, um, to big us up too much, you know, it takes a long time to get to a point. You know, and as I say, this is the drive behind this podcast. It takes a long time to get to the point where you're just tuned in with how you feel, your energy levels, you know, your sleep, your skin, your libido, all these things. It takes a while to get to a point where you're tuned into those things and you are no longer even really thinking about your physique. Um, you, you know, obviously, me and Andrew and I, as we said before, we're still, we're still looking at our abs, um, you know, 50, 50 to 100 times a day. Maybe, maybe not that much, but uh, we still check ourselves out in the mirror and take the odd selfie. Nothing wrong with that, but let me tell you, we, we, we've to toned it down a hell of a lot, and that's an understatement because now we're tuned into to health and, and looking after ourselves and the physique. I mean, it's aesthetic, aesthetically, we're both in the shape of our lives, really, um, without, you know, without having to, to think about it too much. So that's the point you want to get to, folks. Um, so, yeah, yeah, social media is not going to do you any favors um, in, in that arena, right, And. Do you, do you, yeah, exactly. Do you, do you feel that, um, you know, it's, it's just stemmed from social media or do you feel this has been happening bef before, like with magazines or? Absolutely and not, yeah. It's and, and how would you, you categorize it? Like, would you say that it's surely more prevalent in women before kind of social media? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, well before. I, I definitely say like women are, are seen, and this is not, not to offend any, any women out there at all. But over the years, women have been seen as as sex symbols, so there must have been more pressure on them before. And I'm sure now, with the emergence of social media, it's becoming more prevalent in males. But again, males are less likely to talk about it, right? Absolutely. Like, when did you ever really discuss your body dysmorphia with with myself? Like, obviously, we've done it the last few years, but beforehand, mm. you probably would have kept it all bottled inside because it may be seen as a weakness, right? When yeah, you wouldn't even admit to it. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even be self aware enough to know that you had this before, right? Obviously, you were kind of aware that you weren't happy with certain areas, but you wouldn't actually be aware enough until you've actually learned and evolved a bit. You're not really aware enough, yeah. you and, and and actually, I wanted to. We, we kind of jumped ahead of it there because just yeah, as Andrew, we've gone off on the tangent, but it's good. It's good. We can cut back on it. You know, we in can terms cut of, back. Like, is it, exactly. Is it a category of like mental health? It probably is. Like yeah. I know they're not classifying as a type of eating disorder, but can it definitely lead into that? Mm. Oh, social media is re relatively new, so let's just track back a bit, right? Because um, mm. let's just look at what the causes are. What are the root causes for these issues? Every single one of us have. I mean, even if you're not aware enough to know it, you most likely have, you know, some sort of. Um, not, okay, let me just let me just track back again. Now, I'm not saying everyone's got a body image issue, right? Because no, no. how do you define that, right? What I'm saying is, you know, we're all looking to. Most people listen to this podcast. Most people want to look good. Nothing wrong with that, right? Um, but what are the causes? What are the root causes to why we're unhappy with certain areas, and you know, why we compare ourselves with other people? Let's just go back to. Let's track back to like puberty, for example, right? So. We go through these changes, uh, really, really big changes. You know, um, completely, it completely, um, it completely kind of defines who you are as a person, right? When you're going through puberty and who you hang, who you're knocking around with, and um, the kind of environment you're in is is going to definitely ingrain anything, any any kind of um, image image you have in your head of yourself is is definitely going to be um, uh, multiplied through that period, right? So, you know, back then. You know, when you're going through that 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 very transformational period of puberty and stuff, you know, some people 
you remember when you were in school and stuff, you would have, for, for example, with me, I was a late starter, right, when it comes to puberty. Yeah. So, yeah, in school, I was like, um, I, w I wasn't very popular, you know. Um, I, I used to play sports and stuff. And um, I was always, like, looking like, you know, how come, how come these guys have got, like, really deep voices? You know, testosterone levels through the roof. They were twice the size of me, you know, um, yeah. smashing me around on the rugby pitch. Um, luckily, I was quite fast, but uh, that's about all I had. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and, and I remember back then thinking, oh, man, you know, why can't I be bigger? Why can't I just, like, why can't I level up on, the, you know, why can't I level up to these guys? And obviously, it's just it's just a genetic thing. I was late starting puberty. But then when I was about uh, 14, 15, everything started kicking in, and I started lifting weights at the same time when I was 14. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. By the time I got to 16, I think that for me is when I really hit the uh, the peak of my, or not so much the peak, but my testosterone levels really started kicking in then. Like I said, I was a late starter. And I really began to grow. But I, obviously, I didn't really know um, no shit about lifting weights really uh, back then compared to what I know now. I was just training chest and guns for the ladies, you know. Obviously, uh, we always want to look good for the ladies and try and attract the opposite sex. Nothing wrong with that, right? Especially at that age. Uh, you know, you're all out doing your thing at that age, aren't you? And, you know, uh, enjoying yourself. And I think, yeah, I just, I started, I was just training chest and guns, and to be honest, I didn't even touch my legs. Um, and I, genetically, I've got long, skinny legs anyway, so that was a huge error. So then, it, so then I started, I think I started doing squats when I was about 17, 18, and then I started catching up um but yeah like genetically i'm not I've, I've, it's taken me years to discover i'm just not built to have big legs you know whereas my mm. upper body and everything else responds really really fast and um you know I, I get loads of fullness i've got to be very very careful and even now it's a constant battle for me to keep that proportion in my legs um in terms of how you know the, the symmetry and the proportion with the body it's very, very tough for me to keep that proportion. So but a lot of it is a mental game. You know, what I see in the mirror is not what other people see. So even now, Andrew and I still battle this. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've had uh, similar kind of experiences, And Yeah, probably similar to you in terms of being in school. Uh, most definitely, mate. It was, there was always guys who were, like, huge, right, playing rugby against when we were, like, 12, 13. Um, yeah, exactly. Level, and you're always, always in the back of your mind. You're like, am I going to grow? Is, is a certain thing is going to hit me the same way? So I guess that does does uh, develop certain insecurities when you're growing up. So I don't know if that from then stems stems to how we are now with the social media, in terms of always kind of comparing yourself to others. Um, it's it's definitely heavy heavily weighted to men more now as well. Um, I, I guess with the what you're saying about trying to be bigger, mate. I think. Um, most men now are, are looking to achieve a bigger physique, right, and be more muscular and have a bigger frame. Mm. Um, whereas I don't know about uh, women or females in school, but how did they feel? Was was the look then, you know, for them to be to be skinnier in school? It'd be great to get some of the female uh, listeners' perspective on this. Mm. But it, it seems to be the opposite. Maybe that's changing now with the emergence of females lifting weights and now they're trying to be more muscular and trying to be bigger but definitely most certainly in school like from from talking to to teenage the teenage girls at that time their thought process that we want to be skinnier that i'm feeling chubby and the men were trying to get bigger so those things may have switched around now but we've we've been comparing ourselves from an early age and and for me i feel sorry for the kids in school now because that's only going to be heightened Mm. They're constantly on camera. They're constantly on Snapchat. They're constantly on Facebook. They're constantly on Instagram. So anything they're going through surely has to be heightened in a worse way now, you know? Definitely, mate, 100%. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with that more because um, that is, you know, the era we live in right now when it comes to social media and stuff. But at the same time, it's it's 
It's very interesting because we, we've seen it, you know, we, we've absorbed, um, sorry, we, we've witnessed how it's kind of evolved a lot, the, the, the health and fitness industry over the last few years, whereas just as you were saying then, uh, guys wanted to be big, you know, just like us, like with, with me anyway, I was always trying to get bigger, 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 build more muscle, um, and that's probably stemmed from insecurities, like I said, when I was younger, I was skinny and, um, and whatnot, but guys normally want to grow want to grow and build muscle whereas with the women it's normally the opposite they want to they want to get um you know a bit more slender if you like yeah. however what i've noticed is really really good to see and it's, it's um it's really exciting to see is that now whereas it was like guys wanted to be massive they wanted to they were looking up to all these um you know like mr olympic kind of bodybuilders which don't get me wrong i still look up to these guys and so does everyone else in terms of you know admiring them and the dedication and it's just uh, you know, they're in the small 1% of people to, to look like that on stage. But a lot of guys now, they, they don't want to look like that. You know, it's not really um, an aspirational look, if you like, now when it comes to being massive and, you know, roided yeah. out or whatever. So now it's good to see the trend now where it's like almost health is finally starting to kick in now where it's like, right, okay, I want to look, you know, a lot of people now, a lot of guys want to look, uh, you know, lean or shredded, whatever you want to call it. But the bottom line is that comes down to health. You know, they want to build muscle, but a lot of guys don't want to look huge as such today nowadays that's it that's obviously a good it can be a good thing and a bad thing like and from what you're saying obviously um with regards to i know you said that you, you wanted to do this podcast because there's been certain issues in australia and i know you mentioned on the mind pump podcast where mm. guys are kind of are taking it to the next level and they're, they're having huge issues mentally and then they they're eventually committing suicide from it so ultimately it's great that we're seeing a trend that no offense to anyone who wants to get like a bodybuilder and wants to get big, it's entirely up to you. You can do whatever you want with your own body, okay? You can get huge, you can eat that way, you can take this, you can do that, you can train that way. But we we, we want people to be healthy, we want people to look good, we want people to have a nice aesthetic physique uh, for the beach. But this is kind of a mental health issue. And if, if it goes to the next level where people are – um, going to the extremes and then eventually committing suicide, that's when it becomes an issue and a problem. Definitely, man. And, and that's a very good point as well to any guys out there now. Um, obviously, I had our boy um, Aaron Corrier from Protectors on the podcast, and uh, he's created his own mental health uh, business, if you like, where he's, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to call it a business, it's a mental health awareness um, yeah, movement cool. he's created, which is amazing, yeah, because he's helping guys all over the world now. Uh, so what let, he, let, me, let me ask you this a, qu a question, when you were living with Aaron, like, did you, were you aware that he was going through, like, depression or men mental health? Because I spent time with him, and, you know, he's a outgoing guy, right, he's, he loves to party, he's, he's very good with women, he dresses really well always seems to be happy, you know what I mean? I was exactly. never aware that he was going through these issues, which can kind of be a, um, a problem if you're a parent or if you're a friend of someone who is going through body dysmorphia or depression. You may not be able to pick up on it on the outset. So I don't know how your what your thoughts are with that. You were living with him for a few Absolutely years. Absolutely right. Yeah, just, just as I mentioned um, on the other podcast, yeah, I was living with him for like um, a year and not mm -hmm. once did I have an inkling that he was depressed or anything like that. And it's it, right. the same goes for like the majority of guys because they try and this is what we talked about um you know a lot of guys try and keep it under wraps luckily now thanks to people like aaron the stigma is now um there's less stigma attached to it now so more and more guys are coming out and talking about it and stuff um but yeah that's what it's very interesting because since social media has came so popular and mainstream um 
it, it has actually, if you look at the stats, it did a, a lot more men were committing suicide and suffering from depression and, and whatnot. So maybe social media does play a little bit of a part in it because um, they're maybe comparing themselves and making themselves, you know, kind of judging their self-worth on the wrong things and comparing themselves too much to other people and then, and then you know, putting themselves in a worse, uh, worse state of affairs. That could play a part in it. But what's very interesting is, like, um, women... Uh, women now as well. So I'm, I'm going off onto something else a bit That's now when it, when it comes to body image. Um, you know, they, they do actually, they, 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 they can, they're getting in tune now with the fact that lifting weights and building muscle, so that's technically growing, ladies, right? That's what you're doing. Although we have to sugarcoat it a bit, don't we, Andy? We have to use words like tone and sculpt your body. Tone kills me. I'm this discussion every every day, mate, about toning and things like that. With, uh, <laughs> that word. And it's painful, really is, like, honestly. Mm. Mm. And, you, you, know, you know, it's about educating, right? It's, a, it's about... Um, breaking it down for women but ultimately you, you know when you're you're lifting weights you're going to get tighter leaner muscles anyway let's forget about this word tone mm. look to build muscle you're not serena williams combined with arnold schwarzenegger you're not going to get massive me and martin are still trying to build muscle every day and it's taking us years and years that's exactly right take you a long time unless I you're know. a genetic anomaly yeah unless exactly. you're on a lot of gear yeah if you're on the same amount of gear as phil heath you're a genetic anomaly of the combined genetics of arnold and serena you're still not going to get massive exactly you're not and that's it and and, so and i've I've had this battle with a few clients but like you know you you build the muscle now and it's great to see because Mm. um they actually you're going to look so much healthier you're going to create i'm so passionate as as you know and andrew this this is what we do right we're extremely passionate about lifting weights not and i'll tell you what's at the bottom of the list is the aesthetic side of it and the beach body which comes with it right now let's just look at long-term health lifting weights right is great because as we get older we get much more susceptible to um Conditions such as osteoporosis, you know, our bones become more frail as we lose collagen and whatnot as we grow older. Metabolism slows down. Now, nothing is going to combat this more than lifting weights, right? So you're going to you're going to build the connective tissue, you're going to build the collagen, you're going to slow down the aging process because you're going to be building muscle, which is going to be favorable for your body for long-term health. So that is, I mean, and that's what's great to see. Women are now tuned into the fact that actually. You know, because there was there was a kind of wave. There was a, a period where, you know, the posh spice era, where it was like all about being a size zero or being skinny. You know, and the bottom line is that's not healthy. To to look like that is generally going to mean you're going to be on one of these Hollywood diets where you're eating uh, a couple of sticks of celery and a couple of glasses of water a day, and you're just essentially malnourishing your body to just so you can be skinny. Um, and that is not going forward a good look. So if you ask me, it's not a good look anyway. Um, I like a bit more meat on a woman when it comes to actually uh, having a decent amount of muscle mass. You know, Let, let's let's just let's just say we all have a you know all guys love a great booty, right? I'm just going to put it out there. So yeah. that's what's great to see. Now women are looking to build muscle. You know, they want to they want to build their glutes or whatever, um, and they want you know they want to build their strength. And it's great because when it comes to long term health, you're doing yourself the world of good. And when it comes to like certain areas, let's just say. Um, a lot of women come to me. They wanna, they want, they want to lose uh, a bit of body fat from their midsection, from their stomach, um, and even by not changing anything with your diet, which is the most important part, and you're gonna need to focus on nutrition at some point. But let's just say within the say first or four, four to eight weeks of, of lifting weights properly, um, you, you know, you're most likely gonna lose a little bit of body fat around there anyway, because you're gonna be elevating your metabolism, um, and your body is going to be burning more calories at rest because you've built muscle. To keep muscle on your body, your body has to work harder and burn more calories. So just for one pound of muscle, your body's going to burn, 
if you build, say, like one pound of lean muscle, your body's going to burn, let's say, between an extra 30 and 50 calories a day by you not doing any extra. Okay, so that's your that's just to keep that muscle on your body. So just bear that in mind. Um, you're going to definitely um, you're definitely going to improve your physique rapidly by lifting weights, um, and it's just kind of having the having the goal of achieving good health because that is what you're going to get when it comes to lifting weights and then eventually putting the right food in right hand. Exactly, mate. That's it. And and let's look at you know we we don't want that these uh, uh, body image issues with females leading to anything further like anorexia or anything more serious. Um, but like if you are um, with someone and you feel they may have body dysmorphia, what what kind of signs like and, and and symptoms do you feel that people need to look out for? Like is it is it that they're cutting out certain food groups? Um, are they like, are they getting too obsessive? Are they cutting out, like, fats, carbohydrates? Are they, you mentioned earlier about lifting your shirt up in the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. But as a joke, but that is pretty serious, a serious symptom that somebody has, like, body dysmorphia if they're constantly doing that over and over again. Absolutely. I know you've been through it, mate, and I've been through it, and we've done it. We've checked together, mate, as gay as that sounds. Definitely. We've checked our abs together. We've got plenty of pictures what to prove as well. We have. <laughs> we'll post them soon enough. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Let me just tell you about my right, – this This is a bit of an a ongoing joke, but I've been to the point where I've been pinching my, my lower ab constantly. And I know you and Jacob – I used to work with Jacob in, in Bristol and in, in DW – and he used to constantly mention that I was always pinching my lower ab, and it became a kind of a, a kind of like OCD, right? It was a bit of a habit that I felt that I was getting fat. So if I would eat certain foods or I was I wasn't training and things like that, this is kind of the issue I had. This is definitely linked to OCD or body dysmorphia, where I was constantly checking my lower ab, checking my lower ab to see if I was still lean. Mm. And that you wasn't so long ago, if you think about it. Although we've come a long yeah, way, if you think it? about that, that was like a year and a half ago. That was in Toronto. Yeah. yeah, and I remember I picked up on it. I never really, I'd noticed it before, but it was so frequent out there, mate. It was mm. like literally, you must have pinched your skin about 30 to 50 times a day. Yeah. It was like, uh, that, and that's, that goes to show, like, that is it's obviously scary. a disorder, isn't it? But have you kicked that mm. habit now, or have you, have you dumbed it down a bit? Or um, it's, down definitely, a bit, should I say? It's, definitely, it's definitely lessened, mate. It's definitely, definitely very infrequent now. Um, the more I, I, I guess I, I always obviously care about my physique, but I'm, I'm definitely more focused on health now, and I'm definitely more focused on learning about my own body. That is definitely more infrequent. It'll happen occasionally, and I'll snap out of it. Hmm. But before, it was just so prevalent. It was happening every every few minutes. I was just pinching, pinching, pinching. And from someone who doesn't know me, hmm. to see that, I remember being on the train actually here, and I was, I did it a couple of times. I could pinch my lower ab, and I had I had a girl hysterically laughing at me on the train, mate, on the subway. No wonder, mate. Seriously, <laughs> it's just a, it was so weird and strange. But again, that's that's definitely linked to yeah. some sort of mental health issue or body dysmorphia that I may not have may or may not have been aware of at the time, or people around me may not have been aware of. But it was certainly there, and that's something that I had to get myself out of over time. So that's exactly right, and it's like uh, it's just like an onion. You know, you, you know, you keep it's the self-awareness onion, as I read in the book. You know, where you just yeah. peeling off layers and layers of awareness, and eventually you just become more and more aware of these issues yeah. you have, um, or just aware of you know your state of health, um, yeah. and not not obviously being too hung up on how you look, but then just being more aware of how you feel and all the stuff I mentioned earlier. Um, but yeah, I was going to mention as well about 
what else is just just to run through one or two more things like what else do you think is gonna is gonna pressurize people to look a certain way I think a lot of the time um, and I've gathered this I've had a few clients with this issue before is where it's a partner so like your boyfriend or girlfriend maybe pressurizing you to look a certain way now that's a very I think that may be up there um, you know at the top if you have a partner or if even if you've had partners in the past who have pressurized you to look look a certain way that's absolutely gonna gonna instill in these uh, these kind of mental issues you have in terms of having a negative view of how you look or just um, not being 100% happy with your body image and yeah, um, let's face it none of us are ever gonna be 100% happy with that I just wanted to cement that um, but, <laughs> but, but, but yeah no it's 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 like Look, they obviously whoever that partner is if they're if they're pushing you pushing you to look a certain way and it's purely about how you look then if you ask me they've got their priorities wrong you know that's that's not that shouldn't be one of their priorities like you look this way look this way now on the other side uh, on the other hand if 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 you're unhealthy and you're overweight i'm sorry but i'm gonna i'm just gonna say this now if you're overweight you have a partner and they're pushing you to you know come on move more uh, just try and make some more healthy choices then you've got to understand that that is for your own good you know if, if they want if it's purely about health and maybe if it's, if it's, if it's purely from love right from love yeah and it's, if it's like you say know? for example you've had a, a health scare or something like that and it's like you know i don't know whether it's like uh insulin resistance or pre-diabetes or something like that which yeah. that that's what really really motivates people to get out their ass and do something about it but yeah, yeah sometimes it's if it's about the look and it's like right i want you to look this way and you, you know you're not doing enough because i have had clients who've had a uh, serious issues with their partners in the past um so yeah. obviously just being aware of that as well right true exactly man. and if your partner is um is forcing you to look a certain way or eat, eat a certain way um and become too and things become too prevalent in terms of like tracking your food and always making comments about your food and 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 comments about you not training and things like that. It's going to make you less likely to want to do that. Let's mm. be honest. Absolutely. The more yeah. people force you to doing something you don't want to do, the less likely you are to do that. You know what mm. I mean? Um, and that can definitely build up insecurities in the person. Absolutely. Again, like you know, it with social media, like. I know me and you are starting to help people and we're looking to help people. But we sometimes can be part of the problem with some of the images we put up. So mm. if you feel that these guys on social media, you're following, are giving you insecurities and making you feel bad about yourself, unfollow. Simple yeah. as. Follow the odd one or two. There's no need for you to be following like 10, 20, 30 and all your posts coming up on Instagram mm. or Facebook are all fitness related, fitness mm. related, fitness related because you're going to build up insecurities about your own body is unachievable to get to that physique sometimes sometimes you may be able to achieve it but to maintain that physique all year round is unachievable so if all you're seeing on your feed is about fitness and about people in shape and about fitness models who often look perfect their food is perfect their lifestyle is perfect they're making a great deal of money as they're showing you on social media but in reality as you, as you said they don't reality they live with their mother you know they live with their mother they filter the shit yeah. out of their pictures um it's probably not even it's probably not even a present picture or a recent picture even it's probably right, yeah. a lot of them just leak out pictures from when they were shredded right and they, let me tell yeah. you now a lot of these people are not in shape all year round and far from it so yeah as you that's a great point that's and that's a great tool i mean it's a great thing for people to actually apply, really. I mean, let's face it, right? You need to weigh up who's actually benefiting you in your life and who's benefiting you on social media because that plays a big part in your life. Which one of these people are benefiting, you know, having a, a positive effect on your life? Um, and, and the ones who are not, the ones that you need to just look at it and go, right, okay. You know, I, there's probably a lot of people I need to unfollow, to be honest, but um, don't do me well, any favors. Right? You, you yeah, know what I mean? Like so, I earlier, something I'll do after this podcast. Who, there's, pe but there's people who I'm following who are... Um, 
the type of workouts they do and it kind of making me feel a bit insecure you know mm. They're doing these crazy workers. The way they move and the things they do, they're freaks, man. Yeah, yeah, I you know. know. They're never going to be able to reach that level, like in terms mm. of gymnastics and things like that. I'm pretty good in the gym. I know I can work hard. You've trained with me, right? Mm. You know I've got a good work, work ethic. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not moving as well as these people. I'm not doing these type of exercises, and that's making me feel like, should I be doing this? Yeah, exactly. Do I want to be a successful fitness model? Am I, have I got to be at this level? Have I got to be like an Olympic-level gymnast? That's it. Like, that? so that's it. We're all going through the same thing as you guys are Definitely. as well, you know? So, I'm bombarded with information. Like, this is, this is like, for me, I, I, Andrew knows about it. I've just signed up for, uh, for a course now, uh, which is going to teach me how to, how to uh, deliver webinars and uh, produce products which are going to be uh, beneficial to people and uh, mm -hmm. are going to create financial success for me. So I've got about seven days now uh, before I, I have to put together my own presentation. Um, I have to promote and deliver a webinar to people online. Uh, the first one's going to be free. Uh, just so you know, folks, right? I'll keep you tuned on this. You should go over to my Instagram at Martin Silver Fitness. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to be working hard on this now, but it was almost like yesterday, because the thing is, I listened to this webinar, right, there's a guy I follow, and I thought, right, this guy's really successful, um, I'm going to just learn from him. So I listened to his webinar, and I bought the course, paid quite a lot of money for it, but you know, one of the drivers behind this, because I am so distracted with everything, man, I'm, honest to God, people, we're all in the same boat here, right, because we have, we're living in a world of distraction, right, um, with just this iPhone in front of me now, right, you go on there, this will happen numerous times a day, right? Where I'll go on there to, to do something to so-called check. Um, in a, you know, I'll, I'll go on there to check something like a message. Before you know it, I've gone on about six or seven different apps, and I've spent about half hour. And what have I done on there? Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know. Um, and as I mentioned before, nothing's benefited you, right? In that time, nothing no. has benefited you. And, in and, that time. What have you learned? What have you learned? Nothing. And, and talking about self-awareness, as I mentioned before, um, guys and girls, you want to get yourself this app. It's called Moment. Okay, and Andrew, I reckon you should get on this too as well. It's called Moment. It tracks um, how long you spent on your phone each day. Yes, it's worrying. Yes, it makes you more self-aware. Um, and also, it tells you how many times, even how many times you picked your phone up and put it down. You know, um, and I think at my worst, I think I spent about six and a half hours on my phone, and I think I picked it up over a hundred times in one day. So, like, just being aware of that, you know, how much time you're wasting. Um, on your on your phone and stuff on your you know on your smartphone because it's just we, we are literally inundated with information and and I am really personally guys um, one of the reasons why I wanted to bang this episode out is because I'm struggling myself with this and I can really relate to when it comes to wasting time um, and just not focusing on the right things guys because we only get one life and before you know it ten years have gone by and and we may look back and go. What have I done with those 10 years? I had these goals. I had these dreams. Uh, what have I really done? And, and let's face it, over those years, if you could calculate how much time you spent scrolling through other people's lives, um, <laughs> it's not good, is it? <laughs> and and I, one of the biggest things I've been working on, um, which I'm, re I'm pretty good at, is that first thing in the morning, I don't check any emails. I don't check any, any social media for at least two hours because I know that's going to trigger me and set my day out, right? It's going to probably, most likely, something on there is going to piss me off mm. uh, or tick me off, right? And, and something's going to put me in a bad mood. No matter what someone says, I can, I can, um, I can read it wrongly. You know, I can, I can, I can um, perceive it in whatever way I want. It could be the most um, – uh, it could be one of the best posts out there, right? But I could perceive it in the wrong way. 
and then I'm going to attack my day wrong, okay? I'm going to attack my day differently. That's the same goes nighttime, right? You've got to really focus on switching off these electronics, mm. not looking at social media at night, giving yourself some respite, giving yourself some time to switch off. Then you're going to have a better sleep. Now, sleep quality is going to set you up for the next day, mm. how you eat, what your stress levels are like, how you move. Okay, so just take that into consideration when it comes to social media, when it comes to emails, things like that. Anything that's going to trigger you in a negative way, you need to switch that off. Maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's being becoming aware of it like you are with that app. Yep. Um, that may be an option for you, but just kind of just kind of limit it as much as you can, and I promise you, you'll start feeling better about life. Just read a book and educate yourself. 100%. 100%. And, um, yeah, I just I just wanted to say as well, like like I mentioned about it being a drug, like I've read a book, guys and girls, you should get on this book, and so should you, Drew. I think I mentioned it to you before, and um, I've just had a bit of a brain block, and what was it called? Oh, crap, I forgot the name of it. That's awkward. Um, it'll come back you, to me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There we are. That's, that's memory loss, that is, from looking at my phone too much. Um, oh, listen, it'll come back to me anyway. But it is a drug, essentially. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, 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 so social media, you know, um, and electronics and all this kind of stuff, it is a drug. And it's, it's almost like if I told you, right, you could get your hands on this, on this drug, right? And because um, let's face it, there's so many. It's a terrible. It's a, it's like a terrible drug, right? Get your, get your hands on this drug, and what it's going to do is it's going to um, decrease. It's going to it's going to um, have a detrimental effect on your sleep quality. It's going to have a detri- It's guaranteed going to have a detrimental effect on your mental health because it will do yeah. over time. Social media. 100%. Exactly. Um, it's going to it's going um, it to in- increase your stress hormones, cortisol, um, setting you up for failure in the future. Because we're under a constant state of stress anyway, this day and age, right, with technology, but. Not to mention your smartphone. Whenever you're looking at that, scrolling, and we're under a constant state of stress, so that's not doing you any favors. You know, it's going to ruin your relationship. I could go on forever, right? Would you take that drug, and? <laughs> exactly. So that's that's what it's just being mindful of that, really, isn't it? Um, it's annoying me now. I want to know the name of this book. But yeah, um, let's just cap it off now, and anyway, because we've gone off on a bit of a tangent. But I think it's been uh, hopefully it's been enjoyable. Been enjoyable. Hopefully, it's been enjoyable for us. I'm not sure about the listeners, but uh, hopefully they. <laughs> Hopefully they benefit. Probably, they probably switched off at the beginning. I oh, know they're like, oh god, here they go again. Um, no, but hopefully, um, hopefully they've listened what, to. How do you feel like if you were dealing with um, someone who you feel has body dysmorphia? Like initially, you you definitely need to educate them. Like whether it's you know we've we've kind of educated ourselves by listening to podcasts like this. So that's definitely helped me get out of that. So your your first step may be to educate them in a certain way. So if you feel like they're kind of they're probably training too much. Um, they're always doing high-intensity sessions. They're doing that seven times a week, twice a day. That's probably a sign and symptom that they have some sort of body dysmorphia or they're cutting out food groups and things like that. Initially, it's probably best to educate people and show them why this isn't good and this isn't prevalent. And then if they continue to have these same problems and they're falling into depression and anxiety, you as a person, as a friend, family member, or even a coach – if you're not qualified to deal with that and they're not taking your info on board and you're not able to educate them, that's probably the time then when you need to refer them to um, like someone who knows about mental health, someone who's qualified, a doctor, a psychiatrist, um, following someone like Aaron Career with Brotectors, someone else who is fully qualified then to take them to another level where they can deal with that and try and step out of this depression and anxiety. You know, they, they may not they may not go get over it fully. But you can get better with time, like yeah. I have, like Martin has as well. Definitely. Thanks a lot for that. That was a great, um, great summary, mate. But yeah, I wanted to. 
dive into a few little points here, some tips. Just remember, everyone, right? Remember, it's a process. Life is a process, right? Now, it sounds a bit woo-woo, right? But the key is, right, we need to try and enjoy the process because all we have, this is why I wanted to take up meditation and be more consistent with it, all we have is the here and now, right? Just remember that. That's all we have. Yes, we have the future and the past, obviously, but they're out of our control. All we have is the here and now. You need to try and enjoy, enjoy the process as much as you can. Now, when it comes to body image issues, right, and, and just like, chasing the physique you know you want certain areas to look better that's great and that's completely normal i still want to work on certain areas uh, but when it gets to a point where it's making you feel down um and it's really frustrating you and stressing you out on a, on a on a daily level then you need to check yourself and you need to reassess why you're doing it give yourself yeah. if you can give yourself three reasons that's great but if you can give yourself five reasons as to why you want to achieve this physique I guarantee you it'll, it'll put things into perspective a bit better for you. Um, it'll give you, it'll make you realize that actually are these the right reasons. Um, but the key thing is, like I said, it's a process and, uh, what was I going with that? Yeah, it's a process and, you know, you, it is a process you will go through. It's a process you will go through. So although me and Andrew are saying, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you, you need to focus on health, blah, 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 it takes a long time, as I've said, to get to that point. So it's a, it's a process and be prepared to go through it. If you're trying to get in shape, you're trying to look better or whatever, then it is a process you will go through. So um, just try and be more in tune and connected with your body and how you feel um, and all those things we just mentioned, all the markers like, you know, like your skin. people seem to write off things when they have, like, for example, bad skin. They have bad skin, yeah. and they'll go to the doctors, and as the usual, the hammer and nail effect, boom, let's nip this in the bud, and let's give you some, um, some, pills. some pills. Prescription medicine, right? That's exactly right. And, and, and in Western society, it's, exactly, it's almost a norm for us now. It's like if shit hits mm. the fan, we have the solution, but we, we can't help you, and we don't know why the reason is, and a lot of the time, the reason will be probably something you're putting into your gut. And let's face it, your immune system accounts for, sorry, your, your gut accounts for two thirds around two-thirds of your immune system now when you get an outbreak on your skin or if you're getting bloating or if you're getting i don't know psoriasis or skin issues a lot of the time that's going to be something that's going wrong internally with your gut or your hormones so that's why you really need to pay attention to, to, to how you feel and that is then going to determine how much body fat you're losing how much muscle you're gaining and um effectively how you're going to look long term so exactly great point that as well and then yeah. ultimately like you know if it is an issue don't hide away from it like um, acknowledge it um process it and, and and deal with it whatever way it takes you know if you need to turn to friends to help you then or someone who has more knowledge on on this someone who's qualified just deal with it and, and again it's a process it takes time absolutely like martin says you know if you're eating poorly and you're eating a lot of um, refined carbohydrates and it's going to affect your gut and your gut bacteria and again that's going to have a huge effect on how you're looking how you're feeling stress levels hormones sleep relationships etc etc we bang on about this a lot but we really really want to promote this to you and, and get you better give you some valid information I say exactly and a lot of people probably listen to this like taking it with a pinch of salt thinking oh you know this it might sound a bit extreme to you um, but there will be a lot of people that can relate to it. And I wanted to give you an example when it comes to the process. Uh, I'm not going to mention her name because she's a big fan of this podcast. I've got about six fans now, so she's one of them. <laughs> that's but, one's your mum, one's your sister. That's right. One's your mum and your sister. sister. Um, <laughs> one's that's my right. cat and the other one is, the uh, well, I almost mentioned her name. Now. I'm not going to mention her name, um, but she has gone through this process and it's a familiar process. She has come a long way in a short amount of time. She's lost a lot of body fat. She's lost... 
I never go on weight, but she has lost a lot of weight. She's lost about, um, I think, 11, 12 kilos altogether now. And she's gone through an extreme process now since I've been training over the last few months since she hired me uh, of this extreme body image issue where to the point where she's walking down the street and occasionally she'll she'll feels like feels like people are looking at her and um you know like checking out her physique all the time and stuff like getting really obsessed with it and um she she's battled with it like you know because she's lost she's come such a long way and um she's she's literally accelerated faster than most people i've trained because she's stuck to what i've given her just doing the simple things guys like she invested in a fitbit so she's got this tracking device on her wrist tracks how many steps she does i told her to hit between 10 and 15,000 steps a day because she has a sedentary job. She's doing that consistently. Uh, she's drinking water consistently and she's eating decent food for most of the time. So those three things on top of lifting weight, weights, boom, she is absolutely getting insane results. But she is at a point where she's like really, like almost the same if not worse mentally than when she was when she was fat. And you know what? I, I, I'm always like trying to educate her and, and help her out during the session, you know, in between sets and whatnot. And um, she said... Yeah, she feels actually a little bit worse now than what she did when she was really overweight. Because when she was really overweight, she didn't really give a shit about how she looked. She was completely, like we said about self-awareness, she was unaware and oblivious to the fact that she was, you know, really in an unhealthy state. But now she's more tuned into it. And that's what you've got to be aware of, folks. Like, um, when you come on this process, if you are in a process or you're looking to lose body fat and whatever your goals are, get healthy, get fit, it's all a process. You're going to go through these stages. And if you do, if, if you're overweight, if you listen to this and you're overweight and you've lost a lot of weight, you're gonna, you may go through that period where you think, oh, crap, you know, I'm not getting nowhere. Um, you know, I don't like this area. I don't like that area. But let me just tell you, just like I told her, have compassion for yourself, you know. Have some compassion for yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and just say, listen, I'm, I'm giving this my best shot. Can I do anything mm -hmm. else? No. And even if there is things you can improve on, it, it comes with time, okay. So just, just have more compassion and, and just, just try your best to enjoy the process. Yeah, just don't focus on that end goal. I find that with clients as well. They may have dropped like so much body fat or they may have dropped 20 pounds, but they're like, oh, I've still got 10, 10 pounds to go. I've still got this. I've still got that. And I'm like, look how far you've come and what you've achieved in that time and how much you've changed as a person. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and all the knowledge you have now, just enjoy it. Take it in. See how far you've come. That end goal will eventually come and hopefully you'll be happy then. But sometimes... If you haven't got happiness within, you're not going to get there, unfortunately. There's other forms of happiness other than how your body looks. So just be aware of that as well. That's right. And, it's and that's what you preach about, focusing on health all the time. Definitely. It's, it's being in touch internally and uh, not focusing too much on the external stuff. But that takes a lot of time. Um, yeah, and without going too much into that, I think we better wrap this one up now. Um, yes, sir. Is there anything else I wanted to clear up? That's, that's pretty, pretty much it in a nutshell. But, uh, yeah, just enjoy the process. Um, you know, we're not going to grow. You know, nothing great ever came from comfort zones. So unless you're feeling a bit uncomfortable and having to push yourself a little bit, then you're not really going to grow. So embrace these uncomfortable times, um, as weird as it sounds. Like right now after this, I've got to crack on with this bloody um, this course I'm doing. It's going to be really intense over the next seven days. Um, but I, I, I try my best to just check myself every now and then when I feel the stress building up and just say, you're enjoying it. And I'm like, you know what? I am enjoying it. You've just got to try and be in tune with the fact that when you look back in years to come, you're going to want to go back to these times and go back to the process. So thanks a lot for chiming in, and Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it, mate. Um, I, think we, we, I think we dropped a few gems here, and I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> I hope the uh, listeners, uh, listeners enjoyed that one. Exactly. And... Um, 
any listeners out there, could you please give me a rating on iTunes, five-star review preferably, and a rating. Uh, it'd be a massive help. That's how I'm going to get this podcast out there is by getting those ratings in. And, yes, if you have any questions, you can just um, drop me a DM on Instagram, at Martin Silver Fitness. Same goes to, to Andrew, at Mr. Bond Fitness. If you've got any questions, any questions you want to ask us. Um, also, you can get my email address via my Instagram. So go check that out. And stay tuned because next week... I'm going to be delivering a free webinar. That's going to be a 75-minute webinar um, where I'm just going to be giving you loads of free information uh, on nutrition and whatnot. And, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth doing. So uh, you can just drop me a message or send me over your email, and um, I'll add you to the list for that anyway. Um, thanks a lot, Drew. Any, anything you wanted to say, mate? I think I'm good there. Just um, keep listening, keep learning, keep evaluating. Um, it is a journey. It is a process. Um, again, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, I'll be chiming in every now and again. Uh, give us a five-star rating, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Thanks a lot.